0: I-V-M. You are listening to The Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Elon Musk has been trying to be a pioneer of self-driving cars and space technology. And now he is also on a quest to usher in a new era of robotic revolution. Recently, Musk, who is the CEO of Tesla, unveiled the new AI-driven humanoid robot Optimus project during the company's AI Day presentation. A prototype named Bumble C walked the stage while waving at the public, and according to Musk, this was the first time that it was working without any support, cranes, mechanical mechanism or cables. CNBC reported that Optimus would be first rolled out in Tesla's own factories with an ultimate aim of making it available for the public. Well, according to Musk, the ultimate version of this robot would be able to perform all the basic tasks such as watering the plant, mowing the lawn, buying groceries and it would be available at a reasonable cost of about 20,000 USD. But most are sceptical about the costs as Musk once also promised to sell Tesla cars at 35,000 USD. We all know how that worked out. The goal of Optimus would be to create humanoids as quickly as possible. If this goal is realized, then it will trigger a significant change in how the world economy performs as humanoids would be able to replace humans for all the manual tasks in different industries. But all that's easier said than done. A Reuters report quoted Nancy Cook, a professor in human systems engineering at Arizona State University, saying that Optimus can only be a success if it's able to perform unscripted tasks and handle unexpected situations like a human would or else it would be like any other general-purpose robots deployed in factories. And as of now, Optimus is far from achieving that complexity and being useful beyond the restricted work environment like that exists in a factory. Not heeding to the cautions of the skeptics, Musk mentioned that Optimus will eventually become more important to Tesla's business than the electric cars, thus hinting at a shift in their business structure. But investors and financial analysts have been adamant toward accepting the change and advised Tesla to focus more on its core business. Whatever be the fate of Tesla, Optimus Project is still in a nascent stage, which requires further calibration before it could be released to the public for being a friend to a person and performing everyday works. Looks like Musk has watched iRobot too many times. <laughs> For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hello, I'm Farheen Khan, and this week we're going to do the podcast a little differently. We get it, most of you must be busy with festivities. So instead of a deep dive, this week we'll try to keep you updated with two crisp and short segments. Before we move on to our second segment, we'll take a short break.
1: When we were in college, we we didn't have options. I did five years of engineering. I was not cut out to be an engineer. But why did I do five years of engineering? It's because everybody did. It was always there. Um, Like I said, I was always always that kid that was like extra involved in everything. Um, Even in school, like I was involved in student government. I would try my leg at even things that I wasn't great at, like MUN, sports teams, all of it. Do you remember that tiny little mobile phone given to you as the very first souvenir for adult life? Or do you have that one epic statement that a favorite professor left you with on your graduation day? These are these tiny little things, some of which are the reasons why you founded your first startup, some of which are why you made that career switch. We talk to the many changemakers across fields, who tell us what it was like for them back in the days, back in college. Here is a podcast that takes you back to campus with the disruptors of our country. Tune in to Season 1 of the Back to Campus podcast with Rajneel Kamath, co-founder at TheSignal.co. Catch the podcast on TheSignal.co website and any of your preferred podcasting app.
0: After foraying into India's electric vehicle space in 2020, German luxury car maker Mercedes-Benz introduced its first made-in-India electric vehicle EQS580 last Friday at a price of 1.55 crore rupees. The Pune factory where the EQS580 rolled out of is the company's first EV-making unit outside of Germany, making it the only luxury car maker to be assembling EVs in India. So far, it's released two models in its EV portfolio. And as per reports, the company will follow it up with its third model, a seven-seater EV in the fourth quarter of the year, and is expecting EVs to account for 25% of its total sales in India by 2025. Now, electric vehicles are to a large extent still a luxury product in the country, but the EV race is fast heating up in the Indian market. Recently, Tata Motors introduced the premium hatchback Tiago at a starting price of 8.49 lakh rupees. With such competitive pricing, the cost difference between an EV and a conventional car powered by fossil fuels has significantly decreased. An article in the Economic Times said that Tata Motors also intends to introduce the Altros EV and Punch EV later this year with a tag of around 15 lakh rupees price range. And what Tata Motors is aiming for here is to maintain its market share. Right now, reports suggest that the company commands 87% of the EV market share in India. But it might soon face competition from other brands like Maruti, Mahindra & Mahindra, etc. as a slew of new EV launches are lined up this year. EVs are gradually gaining popularity all over the world. The Indian consumer is warming up to it too. According to government data, there are a total of 15.7 lakh registered electric vehicles in the country. A report by India Energy Storage Alliance has also said that India's electric vehicle market is expected to expand at a compounded annual growth rate of 49% between 2021 and 2030, with the segment's volumes set to cross annual sales of 17 million by 2030. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written and researched by Aritra Kundu and Sneha Yadav. Produced by Manaswini, edited by Shorbori and Dinesh Narayan, mixed and mastered by Ajay Rajpur. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.